0: Last time I talked about this, I offended a lot of people, so in advance, I'm sorry, but the guilty taketh the truth to be hard. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters, that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. It's time for that end of the week rant when I just go off on stuff that, for whatever reason, makes me grumpy or pissed off or, or fires me up, right? Maybe it's not a bad thing, but... It's, oh, sometimes there's just things in, anyway, let's, let's get started on this. What happened was I was with, with some people at Thanksgiving, we were talking about, you know, jobs and professional services, and there's just one group of, of people that just, they get me. But at the same time, I understand how genius the system is. Now I want you to think of who, like, who do you think is, here's a quiz. Who do you think are the greatest salespeople ever, Right. You're probably going to think of like, I don't know what you're going to think about. Probably some kind of salesperson that sells some kind of product, right? Or service like cars or, well, you probably won't think of cars, but you'll think, uh, anyway. Now, have you ever thought of dentists and doctors as the greatest salespeople ever, right? You don't think of that like that. You think about them as dentists and doctors. And the the thing that I offended people by is a, a year ago, two years ago, I said, dentists are the best salespeople ever. And I have some friends that are dentists and they got super offended. But let me tell you why. I know this to be true. is because I, I think it was like five years ago, I went to the dentist and it was in Hawaii and I had some like tooth pain. And she's like, yeah, there's a cavity there. And I was like, oh, great, fix it. So she fixed it. And then like the, the lady did a horrible job and the cavity was coming back. So I, And I had moved and I was in Arizona. And I said to this dentist, Hey, I'm having the same tooth pain, you know, like the fillings coming loose or something. <clears throat> he's like, yeah, there's probably water in it when it, when it got in there. Let me, let me take an x-ray and then do some more. And he's like, I found five cavities. I was like, five cavities, five cavities, five teeth don't hurt, but whatever. I trust you. So he did five cavities. It was crazy high bill. And, uh, I go to my friends who were in dental school at the time and I was like, can you take a look? And they're like, oh, you got one of those dentists. And I was like, what do you mean one of those dentists? And they said, you got a, a cavity-happy dentist or something. They had some name for it. And I was like, what? You have cavity-happy dentists? And I was I was very gullible, right? I, I I, had initially thought dentists or healthcare professionals were always in it for your in, in, in – they're in business for your best good. And I didn't understand that there were – they may have good intentions, but there are biases in the system. And those biases affect the level of service – from dentist to dentist. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, some dentists are a little more cautious about cavities and like to prevent them. I'm like, well, if I don't have a cavity, why are you preventing them? It's because he made more money. He makes more money the more cavities he gives. And I was like shocked. And anyway, the, the greatest salespeople are dentists and health pro- professionals. Now I, I want to clarify this there are some amazing healthcare professionals that are very, very, very honest and out there to do their best. Um, Even despite that, there are biases in the system because they're business owners and they make money off of the business they generate. And so your problems are their income, their staff and stay. And so there's this like weird position they have to choose between. Do they help you? And get rid of your problem or do they have your problem keep coming back? You know, like I had a chiropractor. I, this, there's two chiropractors I had on this. And I remember one's like, I, was, I went in with some inherent bias or some inherent like knowing this, having this dentist experience. I said, are you going to make me pay a reoccurring plan? And the, And the chiropractor literally said this. He said, Cody, you can either not be healthy and come to see me to make your bones in alignment or you can just work out and be healthy yourself and never have to see me. I don't care as long as you're healthy, but just understand if you're not working out, you're going to need a chiropractor like me to help you. And I was like, dang, that guy's honest. I appreciate that. And so I was like, you know, I need to do better at working out. And he's like, well, cool. Well, let me show you some workouts that are going to specifically help you that have nothing to do with me making a paycheck. And I was like, I like this guy moved to another town, had a different chiropractor. Guess what they did? The only way for you to be healthy is just have a reoccurring payment plan with us where you come in once a week and get adjusted. But the first six weeks, you need to come in three times a week. You need to pay a thousand dollar deposit to do that. Anyway, I was like, oh my goodness, you're kidding me. Like, you know, totally different tactic, right? And so the, like the point of this is, is not to bash on doctors or healthcare professionals is to understand that there's some practices they do that we could really, really help with. All right. The first thing is you got to understand that doctors and dentists, have setters and closers. They work off a setter-closer model. And you're like, well, no they don't. It's like, yes, the nurse is the setter and the doctor is the closer. Crazy, huh? Think about the last time you went to a doctor. What'd you do? You had some kind of pain, right? You were sick. You felt, you know, these symptoms. You're like, what's going wrong with me? And what's the common knowledge? Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Come to the doctor, cause it's not safe to, to diagnose yourself on WebMD okay, whatever. Um, so you go into the doctor and what do they do? They make you sit there and wait forever, right? You fill out this paperwork and talk about all your personal problems. And then they invite you to this room and a nurse comes in and she says, let me check your vitals. Let me ask you some questions. So she pokes and prods and tells you, you know, gets how fat you are and, and takes your blood pressure and all that jazz. Right. And then you wait some more. And then what happens? A doctor comes in, he looks at your chart and he says, what seems to be the problem? (laughs) And you're like, I'm miserable. I can't breathe. I'm coughing. My throat's sore sore and, and life sucks. And so they ask a few more questions, do some poking and prodding and ask a few more questions, ask a few more questions, think about it, talk to you a little bit, write a prescription and leave. And they just made a ton of money off of you. Think about that. Think about how that could apply to sales, right? First, like what are some principles here? The first principle is the doctors only help people in pain, right? A lot of times salespeople are trying to help people that don't have any pain. You think if somebody doesn't have pain, they're going to buy from you? Heck no, right? So you have to have people that are in pain, for the product or service you're providing them. All right, that's the first thing. Don't it's so funny. It's like, why didn't this person? I I talked to. I sorry, I kind of jumped, made a logical error, jump there without explaining that. A lot of times I talk to salespeople and they're like, this client didn't buy from me, and I was like, well, for example, if like it was a roof, was the roof bad? No, it was in good condition. Well, that's why they didn't buy from you because they didn't need your product or service. There's no pain right? So first you have to find people that have a problem or have pain. It's like a doctor. A doctor doesn't just go around saying, Hey, I'll help everybody. It's like, I'll help people with this type of pain. All right. The second thing, and this is going to think this is going to drive all salespeople batty is you need to make sure your clients are coming to you and waiting for you, not the other way around. So I get it. I get it. Show up on time to your appointments. You know, like honestly. I hear that all the time and I think there's some, some merit there, but like you need to tr- make sure you try to set up the relationship so the client has to do a little work. If you're doing all the work for the client beforehand, like that's going to be a really poor relationship, right? And doctors got this figured out. Like a long time ago, doctors did these things called house calls. Why don't doctors do house calls anymore? It's because people would call for bogus crap. And they just want a little comfort, want a little help. And now they don't do that. There's not very many, if any, house call doctors anymore. They're very, very hard to find. And it's because doctors know that their time is more valuable than driving around to a freaking house, okay? So I'm not saying you don't have to go. If you're in in-home sales, you don't have to go to the home. But make the client do some work. Make him send, them some, make him send you some stuff about their home or their, or their ideas or whatever beforehand. And it's going to make you have a way better experience, right? Now, if you can have them come to your store or whatever, that's even better. That shows they're willing to get up on their fat butt, come to your your location and buy from you. It helps, right? makes it, the more actions you require a buyer, a potential buyer to take, the more likely they are to buy, right? Third, a setter, right? You need to have someone that sets up the opportunity and maybe you don't maybe it's a series of emails, maybe it's a series of texts, but helps gauge interest, right? Ask some questions, get them, get some primed, right? So that when you come in, your time is valuable. So again, you don't like a nurse is a, is a person, a physical person that has to go in there and do all this stuff. But I, I would not be surprised if nurses that, that do those like checkups in the next 20, 30 years, that profession goes away because it's something that's automated and if you can trust people to ship stuff back from amazon then you can trust someone to stand on a scale that automatically weighs you that gives you your height and your blood pressure and all this stuff with a high degree of accuracy if you're going to lie to your doctor about health then of your of your like stats then it's not going to help you there's no there's very little incentive to do that so you, you don't need nurses to do that event sorry that was like a total tangent but um um, well, the point of that is you can automate the setter process through emails and asking questions ahead of time, right? Third or fourth, I guess I'm fourth, ask a lot of questions, right? Actually know the symptoms of the, the patient. Sometimes salespeople just go in there and they start pitching and I'm like, oh, don't do that. Like the one, you might not even know the person's problem. The person might not even know their problem, Right? So ask questions, ask a lot of questions and ask personal questions. You think it's awkward? You think it's easy for a doctor to ask you about like, your, your issues, right? Doctors grow up like you and me, but they have to go to med school to learn how to ask these awkward questions. And they have to, it takes a while to get over that, like get over that hump of asking these uncomfortable personal questions for them too. Next, I'm losing numbers counting here, but I think it's number five. Draw out the pain. All right? Make sure the customer knows that the pain and the consequences of the pain, right? A doctor doesn't just come in there if like let's say you're a smoker. <sighs> Bob, smoking's bad for you. But you need to do this other thing, right? No, 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 no. It's like if you do smoke, you're going to die, right? They don't just they don't just tell you smoking's bad for you, right? Like you need to, whatever your product or service is, you need to make sure the client understands the consequences of their current actions. It's okay to say that. Be in polite, professional way. You know, don't tell them they're going to die. But you have to tell them the consequences. And that's what's going to drive them to the solution. And that brings the last last topic up is is don't be super specific about the solution. Does the doctor go, you have influenza, or you have a <clears throat> you have strep throat. Let me tell you all my medical knowledge of strep throat, and they start to go over the history of the discovery of the vi- of, of the discovery of the strep virus, or the strep bacteria, and how it affects your body and what its structures like. And how it attacks your whatever. And and then how your white blood cells counter it, but they can't. And so that's why you have this this thing called an antibiotic. And this is the invention of antibiotics. And this is where they don't do that, right? They don't spend 30 minutes explaining every little detail. So don't explain every little detail. Just know the client wants to know, will this solve my problem? Yes, in this way. Awesome. That's great. Write the prescription and then they go buy it. And they move on. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's that simple. And that's the same. Sometimes like like these salespeople want to tell like everything you know about the product and like the client doesn't care. Like unless you're working with like a, a, like a government contractor or so, like if you're selling a physical product, unless you're selling, selling to someone like hyper, hyper, hyper specific, which is like 0.1% of the market, they don't care. They care. Will this solve my pain? Yep. Okay. Give me that prescription. I'm popping pills. I'm feeling better. I'm moving on with my life. It's the same with your product. Psychology does not change from person to person like that. Okay? So uh, last thing I will add is you, ha- you cannot do this in a vacuum. You cannot BS your way through this. Like a doctor's gone to years and years and years of school. And so that gives them the confidence to do this. Right? So if you're new in sales and you're like, I'm going to go b- apply this. Yes, it will help. But you have to be a PhD. Okay? You have to know your crap. That doesn't mean you have to explain it, but you have to have that confidence in your product, in your service. And that's what's going to help you ha- establish this relationship where the client is coming to you. All right. So there's some tips. Again, I don't mean to offend any doctors, dentists or health care professionals out there. They're doing great work. Um, that doesn't mean there's systems and the, there's biases in the system and they'll be the first to admit that. And I'm grateful for all the work they do. But just remember that there's a lot of lessons we can learn from them as well. Have a, have a good week. If this was valuable to you, if this is something new you've heard, and you're like, dang, this is a really good sales practice, send this to others, subscribe. Say, hey, I never thought of sales like this. This really helps me. This could help my friends or my people I manage or my coworkers. So please share it with them so they can get on the Friday Freedom Podcast train. Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you all later.